You are listening to Trophy Horse with your hosts, Tricky Mick, Alex, I yield to no one, Steve, and Sid. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Show Viewers. I'm your host, Chicky Mick. Alongside with me, he brings you awesome. It's I Yield to No One. 0 and 11! Yeah! Are you 0 and 11, or is your team 0 and 11? My team's 0. No. Well, which team? What are we talking about here? I don't know. See, fantasy football, I'm doing really good. I'm in, the, I'm in like, fifth place. Think, yeah, but think that's fantasy. That's Let's fantasy. talk real life here. So, we're talking real life? Well, no, my football team sucks. We ain't won a game all year. We're 0 and 11. We won three, I think. Two or three, yes. You just lost to the Bears, though, against a sucky Trubisky. Come on, now. It, did they actually lose against the Bears? Yes, I just saw the, the highlight. I just saw the final score. They lost. For 19 to 14. Yeah, but my Rangers won 6 to 5 last night. So. No one cares about hockey. Yo, they came down from a 4 nothing deficit to win that game. Well, that's that's impressive. Because, I mean, you're down 4 nothing in hockey. You're pretty much done. Yes. Alright, uh, with us, because Alice is going to be joining us late again, is Miss Kalai. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me on this PC podcast. Now, we brought Kalai on because she, among many other people, had some conversations with me about when I was trying to explain the PlayStation 5 being stronger than a 2070. Now, right now in the agenda, we were going to recap that once we got to what we're playing. But since Alex is running late, and Alex was the biggest proponent of the argument last week, we're going to wait until he shows up. That's fine. And, and yield yes. uh, te- uh, in an outside argument or outside conversation, said he agreed with what Alex was saying. Absolutely. So we're going to wait until we get to that point, uh, until Alex shows up, so we can have that conversation. Because, as I said on the Push to Planet podcast, which you guys should absolutely go listen to. Excuse me. I know it sounds a little conceited, but I think it's actually one of the better podcasts I've ever done where I just sat down and had a conversation. Uh-oh, Kalai's signaling me off. Uh, I actually do want to say, ladies, totally listen to the episode. Oh my god, CJ's voice, that accent is totally so sexy. It's just worth the listen to that. <laughs> okay. We, somehow we turned into from the Chauvinist podcast into the Dayton podcast. Okay, uh, getting back on track. Uh, let's do our updated trophy counts. I am level fifty-three total trophies of twelve thousand six hundred and fifty-seven with two hundred and twenty-eight platinums. Alex is level thirty-one total trophies of six thousand uh, nine hundred twenty-four with one hundred and two platinums. Yield yes. I hate you, motherfucker. <laughs> How you doing? You do this every fucking week. I do it. It annoys the holy heck out of you every week. Ah, oh, Happy Thanksgiving, Tricky. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. So, oh, so I'm... Uh, be, well, go ahead. Before, he's, before you actually read your 12 count, we are taking next week off for Thanksgiving, so there will be no show next week. Aw. Oh, See, so that's because I'm not here. Well, just because... Many other things, but yes. Okay, because I'm bu- I'm busy all next week. I can't record. 
you you were the uh, the first domino to fall, yes. Oh, okay. So, I'm a level 28, trophy count of 5895, and a platinum count of 92. Steve is level 16, total trophies of 2,225 with 11 platinums. Sid is level 40, total trophies of 9,316 with 170 platinums. <coughs> and Kalai... I am level 4 with a total to- trophy count of 1,373. And I actually have 18 platinums, which surpasses Steve. Oh! And, you, and you're actually level 14, not level 4. Oh, 14. I'm so sorry. Thank you, Tricky. <laughs> Downgrading yourself. She wanted. She wanted to make sure she got the. I got more platinums than Steve out there. That she totally took herself off ten levels. All right. So let's get into what we're playing. Uh, the only thing I've been playing all week is Death Stranding. Uh, actually, no. I take that back. I actually tried um, Jedi Fallen Order a little bit. Got a little bit into that. So okay. So let me ask you because I know my oh I know my opinions. What I've what I've played so far. What's your thoughts so far? Okay, well, to be fair, I've only gotten... Have you gotten off of, uh... It's not not, not Borgana. Borgano? Yeah. You gotten off the first planet? I don't know. I got rescued. Okay, so you've gotten rescued. Have you made it to the... The, uh, Jedi Vault? No. Okay, so you haven't really... Well, so you've gotten off, technically, the first planet. So you haven't really gotten off the second planet, then. You've gotten off. Yeah, I, you've gotten off the scrap world. You got what I said with the whole separatist ships being brought in from outer space and them hacking them up and stuff like that. That was pretty cool background. Yeah, I, I I don't even think I've walked off the plane yet. I got rescued. I had a nightmare and I got woken up and that's where I turned it off. Oh, okay. So yeah, so no, so you haven't. You're on the first planet, really. But I got you. Uh, I think I played something else too. I can't remember though. What the hell did I play? The Division 2. I actually have not played The Division 2 all week. Really? Was it, was it one of those uh, visual novel games? Yeah, visual novels. That would be a second guess. No, I haven't I haven't done any visual novels. Okay. Rat game. It was, it, no, it was an actual legit game. Uh, oh, there, that's what it was. Lego The Incredibles. Oh, I did see you playing that last night. Yes. It was uh, $14. That's not bad. Not bad at all. All right, Yield, what have you been playing, sir? So, I've just been playing some World of Warships and uh, Jedi Fallen Order. All right, Kalai? I actually swing, like, I swing between multiplayer and single player. Like, I'll go through an entire event where I'm just like, I just want to play single player. Well, I'm I'm not actually tripping back to multiplayer. So, I got back and I started playing Destiny 2 on PC with some friends. And I've been playing that and getting a little further in that. Um, I played some Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate on the Switch, because I'm, I'm actually, um, rank f- four or five in that game. I, I mean, I really haven't been playing much lately, but... Okay. That's good to know. Alright, so, <laughs> let's move on to our topics. Sorry, I was sending text messages to Alex, asking him where the F he was. Alright, so, our first article is... A new patent has revealed the PlayStation 5 controller. Now, as misleading as that headline says, let's just uh, point out, this has not been confirmed by Sony. This has just been spotted on the uh, Japanese Patent Office website. Uh, 
so without reading the article so much, uh, the body of the controller appears to be slightly larger and chunkier than that of the DualShock 4, with grips more akin to the shape of the Xbox controller rather than the almost tube-like shape of the DualShock 4. The light bar has re re been removed and a USB-C port has been added. The triggers also appear to be bigger than those of the DualShock 4. Now, were you... Uh, I was going to say you gentlemen, but there's a lady here. Were you folks able to look at the uh, pictures and see the differences? Well, I'm looking at them now. Explain, because because I'm not tech savvy. What's okay. what's what's the importance of a USB-C port? It that's just the uh, they're moving away from like micro USB up to USB-C. Uh, oh, so where so where you charge for basically where you charge it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I mean, the Galaxy phones now. Kalai, you don't have to raise your hand. You could just speak. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. People just that. Yeah, that's a thing that happens. Sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to. I'm trying to stop you right there. The importance of the USB C is actually it's a faster charger. If you do USB to USB C, you could actually get a faster charger, which means that when your controller dies, hopefully with the new systems, you'll be able to charge your 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 controller faster and get back into the game. Yeah. Okay. Well, see, I always carry an extra controller that way. When one dies, I just charge it and then grab out the new one but that makes sense yeah that's the same thing with me i i i, I don't care about fast and charger just <clears throat> i mean galaxy phones are using the usb-c uh the switch uses a usb-c um so i mean it's just the more upgraded wires and like like Kali said there's there's changes with the wires but i mean the average person is not really gonna know or care they're just gonna see oh i can't use this cord no more i have to use this cord yeah which which i'm okay with faster charge time is always nice the ultimate thing for me for my controller is how long does it last on a charge so with the light bars now it should last longer because you don't have to run the light right well you and the other thing i wanted to say was is that not everybody can afford to have two controllers especially on day one you're talking about a 60 dollar controller some people can't afford that so at least if they get the faster charge that would be nice for when the system comes out. Absolutely. I mean, I'm. I, don't get me wrong. I wasn't downgrading it. I, you know, I'm not. You know, I'm just saying that to the average person that is going to have this, they're not going to, you know, care if it's a faster charge. They're just going to say it needs to be charged. But I get what you're saying. Uh, what about the smaller triggers? Smaller triggers or larger triggers? Uh, should be wait. should be larger triggers. I thought that's what you. I thought he, that's what he said. Excuse me. Sorry. Sm the triggers are bigger. What was smaller? Something was smaller. I don't I know. know. Maybe I read that in a different. I read that in a different. The bigger triggers, article. I'm okay with because I got bigger fingers, and so okay. I've, you know, that, that that's fine with me as long as they're not. As long as they keep it separated, that, you know, you've got your L1 button separate than your L2, that it's not kind of all, you know, that all-in-one button, that's what gets me. I like the bigger triggers because I have smaller hands, and it's easier to grip. So the fact that they're going to a bigger controller like the Xbox makes me happy. It's one of the reasons I prefer the Xbox controller over the PS4 controller because I feel that it's it's more comfortable of a grip. Okay. I mean, I don't care either way about the... The triggers, uh, I use a scuff controller now, so which is pretty much the same as an Xbox controller outside of the uh, 
Yield, you're a dick. <laughs> you just dealt all that? Well, I saw the message pop up. I thought that was Alex responding. You're a dick. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I use a scuff controller now, so which is pretty much the same as the Xbox controller. The only difference is, is the, the scuff controller has the four buttons on the back and the two buttons on the side. So I've gotten used to that. So hopefully, with the amount of money I spent on that thing, uh, it will work with the PlayStation 5. All right, so Wait, moving on. Before we move on, oh. can I say one more thing about the controller? Sure. The only thing I was disappointed about was the fact that it looks like they're keeping the uh, motion finger pad on the controller, which I kind of don't like. I feel it's very gimmicky, and I was really hoping with the next iteration of the PlayStation they were going to get rid of that. Oh, it is you're exactly the, gimmicky. You, They've, it, it's, you're talking about the touchpad. The touchpad, yeah. yeah it was, okay, I'm sorry. It's only really been used. See, the games that I play, it was used okay once. The Mad Max game it was used pretty good in. But other than that, I really don't. I only use it to like if it's like connected to like a pause menu or something. Other than that, I don't use it. Yeah, I mean it. It's it's basically turned into uh, the overall map button. So I I don't care either way. If it's there, it's there. It's not. It's not. It's not. That's kind of how I am. Yeah. It 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 don't matter to me either way. I mean, even if they took that off, there's nothing really they could put in its spot. Uh, maybe a, a, a larger speaker, but you know who needs that. Well, it no. does get it does get used in Detroit Becomes Human. Haven't, yeah, haven't I mean haven't got there yet. Ah. It's in my backlog. <laughs> All right. So uh, I was hoping Alex would be here by now, but there's not a lot of topics in this week's agenda, so we are just going to have to move on. Uh, the Game Award nominees have been announced. Now, before everybody says what they were saying before the show, there is an article attached to this at the end, and we will go over that. Alright, so let's start, uh, as I like to do, at the bottom and move to the Game of the Year. Okay, well that's now, good because the bottom I don't care about. Yeah, uh, a lot of these, uh, some of these uh, we don't speak on because we're not big into esports. And uh, the, the nominees for Best Esports Host, Best Esports Coach, Best Esports Event, Best Esports Team, Best Esports Player, and Best Esports Game, we're not going to cover at all. Um, now content creator of the year, if you, that is a new, but old category that was, uh, also known as trending gamer. Uh, they have renamed it because, uh, the trending gamer was more of a content creator and they wanted to broaden the appeal of the award. So they have opened it up and, and called it the content creator of the year. Your nominees are courage, Dr. Lupo, Ewok, uh, Grihif, that's Greg with an F before the second G, and Shroud. Uh, I've only heard two of these. I've heard of Shroud and Courage. Uh, so, you know, my vote would go to Shroud just for the hell of it. Anybody else want to speak on that? No. I mean, I, I, can, th I can throw a name out just to be stupid, but... <laughs> uh, okay. So, fresh indie game presented by Subway. Uh, basically, best indie game. Uh, Z-A-U-M for Disco Elysium. Nomada Studio for Gris. Dead Toast Entertainment for my friend Pedro. Mobius Digital for The Outer Wilds. 
Mega Crit for Slay the Spire, and House House for Untitled Goose Game. Uh, I'm going to say Outer Wilds is going to win this, but I have a weird feeling, even though I've never played it, that somehow Untitled Goose Game is going to win this. I don't. I haven't seen the only one I've heard of is Outer Wilds from the from seeing an advertisement on the PlayStation Store. But I'm going to go with what sounds good, and <laughs> I like the name Dead Toast Entertainment. So I'm going to go with my friend Pedro. You know, when I hear my friend Pedro, all I can think of is Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I personally, I'm a Slay the Spire fan. I got it. Okay. I got it free on uh, Xbox Game Pass. And I had the pleasure of playing that on my on my actual um, Xbox, and then I decided to download it for my PC and play it on my PC. Then I bought it for my Switch and started playing it on my Switch, and now I go around playing the same game on three different systems because the game is that good. Okay, so we have a golden endorsement for Slay the Spire by Kalai. All right, best multiplayer game. Gee, I wonder who's going to win this one. The nominees are Apex Legends, Borderlands Three. Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Tetris 99, which I don't think should be nominated, by the way. That's fine. And, and uh, The Division 2. You should be happy for The Division 2. I, I, I'm i happy it's nominated, but it's not going to no, win. No, it's not going What do you think is going to win? I think Modern Warfare is going to win, but I really want Borderlands 3 to win. A yield? I'm going with Apex Legends. I wouldn't be surprised if Modern Warfare won, but... I'm going to go Apex. I think it's going to be Apex because uh, Call of Duty generally gets snubbed on this category because people are just too used to Call of Duty at this point. All right. Best sports slash racing game. Uh, this is where we, we all know what Alex would pick here. Uh, your nominees are FIFA 20, F1 2019, eFootball Pro Evolution Soccer 2020, that's uh, the soccer game by Konami. Dirt Rally 2.0 and Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled. Kalai, what do you think is going to win? I think this category is bullshit because you're taking racing and combining it with sports. Madden yes, isn't I, on, thank on you. the list. Madden's not on the list, which is one of the best football games that come out every year. And also, you've snubbed Forza, so I don't really care. Did Forza come out this year? Yeah, a, a type of Forza game came out this year. I think only DLC for Forza came out, and that was the Lego DLC. I don't think Forza came out this year. I think that came out last year. Oh, it's a possibility, too. But still, still Madden. Where's Gravel? Madden's not that great. Uh, I, I thought you were going to ask, where's Wreckfest? Where, yeah, where's Wreckfest? Where's On Onrush? No, Onrush came out the end of last year. Yeah, well, that was after the Game Awards. Where's Onrush? I don't know. Onrush was really good. Wreckfest is absolutely amazing. All right, so what do we think is going to win here? Wreckfest. <laughs> Out of the things it's, that are nominated. Uh, 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 that's my write-in vote. <laughs> I would also like right. to write in Wreckfest, even though I've never played it. Okay, we're going to Wreckfest with this one then. <laughs> Best strategy game. Uh, your nominees are Age of Wonders, Planetfall, Aunt... Ano? Ano, no, 1886. Anno. Yeah, let's go Ano. Okay. 1800. Fire Emblem Three Houses, Total War Three Kingdoms, Tropico Six, and Wargroove. 
Let's go. Uh, Grove. Let's go. Uh, Grove. Let's go. Ano eighteen hundred because I like the name. That's a city. Bu- that's a city builder. Uh, that has a good chance of winning. I've heard good reviews about that one. However, I'm a big uh, Fire Emblem fan, I, like Joe. Yeah, I, <laughs> I knew you. I knew you were gonna pick. Well, Fire and, and I'm figuring Fire Emblem will probably win. I just like the Ano 1800, so I'm also gonna get some props to it. And I'm gonna say Age of Wonders just because I love the Age of Empires series, and that's uh, an offshoot of that. Best family game. Your nominees are Luigi's Mansion 3. Ring Fit Adventure, which I have no idea how the hell that's a family game. Super Mario Maker 2, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and Yoshi's Crafted World. Well, I know what I'm going with. Well, say it. Luigi's Mansion 3, duh! Kalai? Uh... You weren't paying attention. I was sort of of paying attention. Now, see, here's the problem that I have with one of the nominees. Okay? Super Smash Brothers... That that's that's more of a fighting game than a family game. Am I wrong? And it is it is actually in the fighting category. It's actually made fighting category against Mortal Kombat. So yeah, that's a little weird. I've never pl- I played I tried playing Luigi's Mansion one and I just couldn't get into it. So really, c- I absolutely love Luigi's Mansion. I couldn't get into it, and then I'm it's very like Ghostbusters. In- I know. I'm very interested in Ring Fit. That would that looks fun, but I'm into playing video games and getting fit because I like to drink beer. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with Ring Fit. I'm gonna go with Smash Brothers, Yoshi's Created World, Crafted no, World. No, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Mario Maker Two. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me either. Which then again, I don't understand. I don't, I don't see how that game's so popular. I can't wrap my mind around it. It, it's actually pretty fun to yield. I, it's actually, I can't, I can't it's wrap my head around creating it. that's fun to me. I don't like to create games, but I like to play people's games, and all yeah, my friends that's... make them, and they send me some really dick games, uh, dick levels to play, and I, oh. But see, yeah, I've, that, I, 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 I've seen the levels on, you know, social media and whatnot, where the guy's dodging all the, the fire, you know, the fire, I'll say rings, but that's not what it is, but you know what I'm saying. And he's, you know, backwards, forwards, jump up, jump down, and uh, all the way through the level. And I'm like, you know, that was really cool. But I'd snap my controller just trying to get as far oh, as yeah. he did. And oh, that Did you play the original Mario Brothers? Well, yeah. Well, the game actually has a very decent storyline where you play 100 pre-made levels by Nintendo. And you have to get through all of the levels to build that rebuild the castle. And that's actually a lot of fun. So you actually get a decent game. And then when you start finding uh, your finding levels that people make, it's actually really really fun. You should really try it. See, I see. Now, see, I didn't know that. I just thought it was a giant, kind of like uh, Little Big Planet. Yeah, in a sense, Little Big Planet. But there wasn't no story. It was just a massive creator because that's all I hear about. I didn't hear that there was actually a story mode. Yes, with one hundred levels, including you have to uh, do an escort quest of Toad. What's up? So that's See, that kind makes of it a interesting. More yeah, so it's kind of interesting the fact that you have to actually like uh, escort co- Toad in some of the levels, like through the moon, and it's actually a okay. lot of fun. Uh, what I was going to say about Mario Maker Two is yield. The way I look at it is it's an, it's an endless Mario game. I will always have Mario levels to play. Okay, that's the way I look at it. All right, moving on. Best fighting game. Your nominees are Dead or Alive 6, 
Jump Force, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Uh, I'm going to say Mortal Kombat 11. Super Smash Brothers. See, that's what I'm going to go with. I wouldn't be surprised if Mortal Kombat won, but I'm going to go Super Smash Brothers. Super Smash Brothers is going to win because the masses are going to vote for it, but it should be Mortal Kombat 11. But is it truly the better fight game? Yes. No, no, that's what I'm saying about Smash Brothers. Is it truly the better fight game? No, Oh, no, no. Smash Brothers... The reason Smash Brothers gets the hype is the same reason why uh, Call of Duty gets the hype. It's like everybody's like, oh, it's Super Smash Brothers. And yes, they had the, the best... Ro- the biggest roster ever. They had every game, every character ever, except for Waluigi, which that was a lie to the people that said that they were going to get every character. Um, but it's it's the same game. At least Mortal Kombat 11 has uh, reinvented itself. That's the way I look at it. Okay. All right. Next category: Best RPG. Uh, your nominees are Disco Elysium, Final Fantasy 14, Kingdom Hearts 3, Monster Hunter World Iceborne, and The Outer Worlds. Not to be confused with The Outer Wilds. Yeah. Which a lot of people. There's two doing. different games. All right, so uh, right at the start, I'm going to say Final Fantasy XIV should not be on this list because it's already been out for years, and they're not promoting a DLC like Monster Hunter World is with Iceborne. So I immediately discount that, and I'm going to say the best RPG is The Outer Worlds. That's what I'm going to go with. Everybody's speaking very highly of that. I'm playing Outer Worlds, and here's a tip for you guys because Tricky will not tell you this. Because I will not play the game. Exactly. If you own if you own a computer, a decent computer like Tricky does, you can go and get a uh, game pass uh, for PC for five dollars a month, and you can actually play the Outer Worlds right now on your PC. I have Ultimate Game Pass, Missy. I know you do. For and I paid a dollar for three months. I know you do. I pay attention. All right. Uh, best action adventure game. Borderlands 3, Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening, and Shakira, Shakira, Zero, I keep wanting to say Shakira, Shadows Die Twice. Uh, Alright, Yield, I'm going to take a stab, but you're going to say Borderlands 3. I am going to say Borderlands 3, but I know it won't win. Okay, what do you think is going to win? It's going to be Death Stranding because the masses are stupid. It, okay, it's got I? it's got Kojima Productions tagged onto the end of it, and everybody's going to go, "Oh, that's the one I want!" Click. This is right, cool. this is a hard category because I it it, it really is because I like both Borderlands and Control, but for different reasons. So I'm going to lean more towards Borderlands, but if Control gets it, I'll be good with that too. Um. I'm, I'm going to start it off. I'm going to say Death Strand is going to win this. I knew you were going to say that. And, but I have reason. Because the game is actually good. The walking delivery I've, sim is good. It's not. A, well, as Kalai can back this up because she watched me today, I'm not walking. I was driving a motorcycle. Well, eventually you were. Did you finally get your roads paved where you're not running into all the rocks? The, the roads are getting paid, but in the particular section that Kalai was watching me today, no, there was a lot of rocks. And Kalai actually responded that she surprised my 
quote unquote package was not complaining about the way I was driving. <laughs> and that is what she said. <laughs> All right. Best action game. Your nominees are Apex Legends, Astral Chain, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, Devil May Cry 5, Gears 5, and Metro Exodus. You know what? I'm going to be the oddball here and I'm going to say Metro Exodus. That's not going to win, but that's what I'm going with because Apex will probably win. I'm going to have to go with Gears 5. I really don't have a, uh, a horse in this race because I have not played any of them. But if I was going to pick one... Which you are. I'm going to say Devil May Cry 5. Ooh. Hmm. All right. Best VR AR game. Yield, you're just going to pick one because I know you haven't played any of these. Well, you're right. And you know which one I'm picking before we even get there. Yes, I do. Wait, there's really, this is not a competition. I've seen the list. All right, your nominees are Asgard's Wrath, Blood and Truth, Beat Saber, No Man's Sky, and Trover Saves the Universe. Okay, so I don't play VR. Now, really, Beat Saber should win this because I've seen stuff from Beat Saber, and that's really awesome. But I'm going with No Man's Sky because it's Hello Games. And it's the only game on this list that you played, even though you never played it in VR. Yes, but like I said, I think Beat, I haven't played the other ones, so I mean... But I like I've seen stuff from Beat Saber. I like that. I like the concept of it. Kalai? Uh Beat Saber. Hands down, Beat Saber. I love that game. I have bought all of the packs that have come out, the disc panic at the disco. I've gotten S rank on hard. I'm gonna say Even though I think Beat Saber should win this, um, but uh, I, I'm disqualifying them because the game was out last year. It's only on this uh, on the list this year again because it came out this year for the PlayStation 4. But it was out last year. I've never played it. Don't like the humor, but I can see Trover Saves the Universe winning it because people are, are high on that Rick and Morty stuff. Okay. Best community support. Uh, I'm just going to start off by saying EA was not involved in any nominee. Uh, actually, I take that back. The first one is Apex Legends Respawn. <laughs> EA. Destiny 2 uh, by Bungie. Fallout Fantasy 14 by Square Enix. Fortnite, Epic Games, and Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six by Ubisoft Montreal. Yield, do you have a dog in this fight? No, so I'll just pick Fortnite. All right, Kalai. Destiny 2, because I've been playing it. I, I do feel that it's a fun game. However, the storyline is just still shit. I have no idea what's going on in that game. I just shoot things. I don't have a dog in this fight, but I'm also going to choose Fortnite. Because they are still killing it. Uh, best mobile game. Call of Duty Mobile. Grindstone, Sayonara, Hearts, Wild, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Sky, Children of Light, and What the Golf. What the Golf? Yes. I don't have a dog in a fight, but just because I like the name, what the golf? That's what that's what I'm going with. What the golf? Uh, that's a, that's actually out on Apple Arcade, and apparently it's supposed to be very silly but fun. It's for people who don't actually like golf, and I think it is coming to different platforms. But I'm gonna have a write in of Card of Darkness because I don't care about the other anything else. Okay, uh, listeners, if you hear my cat in the back, just ignore her. Uh, she decided once she wants to be on the podcast today. All right, best independent game, Baba Is You, Disco Elysium, Katana Zero, Outer Wilds. I got to make sure I don't mess it up when I say it. 
An untitled Goose Game. Um, I'm going to say untitled Goose Game just because I've heard things about it, and I've heard it's pretty damn good, actually. Kalai? <laughs> Outer Wilds, I guess. Yield? Oh, let's go untitled Goose Game. Okay. Best ongoing game. Now, see, what's, what's that supposed to mean? Best ongoing game means a game that came out in a previous year, but they're continuously supporting it to to make it still successful. Okay, so where's Rocket League? It wasn't nominated this year. Horse Pucky. Your nominees are Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and Rainbow Six Siege. I'm going to say at Fortnite because, like I said, they're still killing it. Yeah, Fortnite. Destiny 2, but I feel that this was the exact same people we talked about in a different category earlier. It was. Yes. <laughs> games for Impact. This is this category is for games that send a strong social message. Your nominees for our Concrete Genie, Gris, Kind Worlds, Life is Strange 2, and Sea of Solitude. Don't have a horse in this race. I, I don't either. But I'm going to go... Concrete Genie, because people seem to be high on that game. Uh, Gris. And just to make sure that we have three different answers, I'm going to say Life is Strange 2. There you go. Alright, best performance. Ashley Birch for Pravati Holcomb for The Outer Worlds. Courtney Hope as Jesse Faden in Control. Laura Bailey as Kat Diaz in Gears 5. Mads Mickelson as Cliff in Death Stranding. Matthew Poretta, Porat, Poretta as Dr. Casper Darlin in Control. And Norman Reedus as Sam Porter Bridges in Death Stranding. Oh, everybody's probably going to be high on Death Stranding, so we'll go Norman Reedus. I am going for Jesse Faden in Control because I fucking love that game. I'm going to say... Courtney Hope is Jesse Faden in control. Only because from what I've played so far, Norman Reedus and Mads Mickelson really don't have good performances. Then, you why, have are to... they, then why are they nominated? Because we had to have five? Well, or six? Well, actually six. Um, no, I think they're nominated because of name recognition. I mean, for what they do, it is a good performance. But they're not constant like their performance is not a constant thing have you played control tricky i have not yet but i do it's in my backlog and what system ps4 of course you don't play it on ps4 can i make a suggestion don't tell me you play it on pc it is be only because you built the system that is designed for next gen you will get 100% better graphics and better playability out of your PC than you will out of your PlayStation. It is fucking gorgeous on and, PC. Yeah, but you know the one thing I can't get on PC, I can't on my PS4? Trophies. <laughs> there you go, trophies. Uh, best audio design. You know, I mean, these are and, Call of Duty. By the way, real quick, Death Stranding is coming to PC, so that wasn't the answer, Yield. Darn. <laughs> Best audio design, uh, Call of Duty Wild Warfare, Control, Death Stranding, Gears 5, Resident Evil 2, and Shakiro Shadows Die Twice. Yield? 
I don't have a horse in this race. You know what? Let's go with Shadows Die Twice. Okay. Goli? Control. The design of how they really... Because the, the, the entire game is control is designed to fuck with your mind. And even the game design does that. And it's beautiful. I'm going to say Death Stranding because there are parts in that game where you are walking and a long distance and you're not going to have a lot of social interaction. And the music that they incorporate into those sections is phenomenal. It's like yield or yield. Cause I, I know you're going to answer, have an answer to this because Kalai uh, doesn't like the game. Uh, remember the palate cleanser in the last of us after you went through that really tough section and you walked up and you saw the giraffes. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what it's, that's the feeling you get. When you're taking those long walks and you get the music. Okay. So, uh, my answer is Death Stranding. Uh, best score music. Uh, obviously, my answer is going to be the same as the last one. Uh, but your nominees are Cadence of, of Hyrule, Death Stranding, Devil May Cry 5, Kingdom Hearts 3, and Sayonara Wild Hearts. Let's go Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah. And like I said, my answer is still Death Stranding. Best art direction. Now this is where it's gonna. Me and Kali are gonna butt heads. Your nominees are Control, Death Stranding, Gris, Sayonara Wild Hearts, Shakiro, The Shadows Die Twice, and Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening. Control. Yield. Let's go, Link's Awakening. Okay, and I'm gonna say Death Stranding again. That's because you haven't played Control. Fair point. Because but from what I from what I played, I Death Stranding the the graphics, the ability to see far off in the distance, the ability in 4K to be able to see the strands, which you technically are not supposed to be able to really see. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's how I felt with Control because I played it on PC. With the new, with the 2080 Ti, which we know Tricky has, you get that ray tracing, which is coming to the next gen consoles. So if you think Death Stranding looks pretty on the PS4 Pro, I can't wait to see when they re-release it on the PS5 because we're at the end of the cycle, and that's typical Sony. Yeah, they're definitely, and I'll play it again. Uh, best narrative: A Plague Tale, Innocence, Control, Death Stranding, Disco Elysium, and The Outer Worlds. I'm going to go A Plague Tale. I've heard really awesome things about that. I'm going to have to go Control again. I know I'm repetitive, but again, <laughs> the storyline is really good in that don't, game. Don't, listen, don't worry about being repetitive. I mean, if, if it, that's the way it is. Uh, you would think I'm going to say Death Stranding. No, I would hope you don't say Death Stranding. <laughs> but I'm not going to say Death Stranding. Um, but I don't... Okay. Let, let me clarify my answer here. My answer is going to be Death Stranding, but I don't. But I don't want it to be Death Stranding. I'm only picking Death Stranding because that's the only of the five games that I've played. But I don't think it has a good narrative. Does that make sense, Yield? No. So why are you picking it if it doesn't have a good narrative? Do you think the masses are going to pick it? I no. I don't think it has the best narrative out of all these choices. Then why did you pick it? 
because it's the only narrative I know. Oh well, I don't know. I don't know any of them, and I went with the Plague's Tale. You know what? I'm gonna say the Outer Worlds then, because I've heard good things about it. Death Stranding has a good narrative, but I think it's too convoluted for the average person to understand. And I'm not saying that to be insulting or anything. I'm just saying it's very Kojima. So, uh, best game direction. Your nominees are Control, Death Stranding, Resident Evil 2, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Wilds. Kali, I pretty much know which one you're going to pick, right? Yeah, the only thing I have to say about this category, though, is Resident Evil 2. Wasn't that back from, like, 1980s? And it's on our list today. It's the remake. I know it's the remake, but I don't think it should be on the list. Well, if it was a remaster, I would agree with you. But it's a remake, therefore, it's a brand new game. Mm. Which, I mean, that's splitting hairs, to be, to be fair. All right, yield? Flip a coin. Uh, let's go... Let's go Shadows Die Twice. Let's be different. All right, and I'm going to choose Death Stranded. <laughs> All right, so last category here. Game of the Year. Oh, gee, I wonder what's going to win. <laughs> Your nominees are Control, Death Stranding, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, Resident Evil 2, Shakira, Shadows Die Twice, and The Outer Worlds. No, it's not Shakira. It's Sekiro. Did I say Shakira then? It was you pretty dark. It was pretty doggone close. Okay, I'm, to be fair, I did say I've been wanting to say that. I thought I said it. All right, so Kalai, I'm going to assume you're going to choose Control. Yeah, I would definitely have to say Control with this one. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not big into fighting games. I do own and play Smash Brothers, uh, but yeah, definitely Control. Yield. Well, I don't have a horse in this race, so I'm going to go. They're go- people are going to pick Death Stranding. I'm going to choose Smash Brothers Ultimate. I don't see Death Stranding winning game of the year. All right, so now let's get to the controversy with all these nominees. That Death Stranding was in like every category. Uh, in this article coming from Kotaku. Uh, the article states Death Stranded's nomination at the Game Awards can't help but raise questions. What questions are they raising? Uh, let's see. Just an, uh, an excerpt from the article just give you guys an idea. The public friendship between Keeley and Kojima kicked off in 2015. Earlier that year, reports circulated that Kojima will be parting ways with Konami, although through a uh, certain nature of his status with the company remained opaque. By the end of the year, it was clear that the relationship between Kojima and Konami had shattered. When Kojima's newest game, Metal Gear Solid V, The Phantom Pain, won the best action adventure game at the Game Awards on December 3rd, Kiefer Sutherland, the voice of the protagonist, Big Boss, accepted the award on Kojima's behalf. Keely took to the stage and in an impasse speech that went viral immediately afterwards, said Konami had not allowed Kojima to attend the awards. So, they are... A lot of people say that Death Stranding got a lot of nominations simply because of the relationship with, between him and Jeff Keighley. I'm going to put that to bed right now. Um, 
I have personal friends who are a part of the judges panel and told me how the nominations are picked. And it's also important to note that Jeff Keighley is not nor has ever been involved in the nominations of any of the games. Uh, would you folks like to hear how the awards are nominated? Sure. Okay. How are nominees selected from the Game Awards? Now, I'm getting this information directly from thegameawards.com. Nominees for the most categories of the Game Awards are chosen by an international jury of over 80 media, global media, and influencer outlets selected for their history of critical evaluation of video games. The full list of outlets is on the site. Each voting outlet uh, completes a confidential, unranked ballot based on the collective and diverse Sorry. The message just popped over Skype in that circle. I run. Um, each vote in Alley completes a confidential, unranked ballot based on the collective and diverse mission of an entire editorial staff. Listen out its top five choices in each category. Ballots are tabulated, and the five games that appear on the most ballots are put forth as the nominee. In the event of a tie, six or more nominees will be announced in a category. Game Awards producer Jeff Keighley is not a member of the jury and does not vote on the nominees. So, uh, basic terms, what that boils down to being. Yield, you're an outlet, Kaliza, an outlet, and I'm an outlet. When it comes down to each category, we choose from every game that we played, and we nominate three to five games. If Death Stranding is on all three of ours, then it has three votes, and it that's what gets calculated to the other games. So, out of the 80 global outlets, there was enough people that said Death Stranding should be in each one of those categories it was nominated for. It does not, and I repeat, does not get nominated by Jeff Keighley in any way, shape, or form. The controversy also stems from the fact that uh, Kojima is on the advisory panel for the Game Awards. And it's also, as we talked about last week, they uh, one of the 80 outlets is uh, Gamitsu. Which, if you remember... Uh, uh, excuse me, Famitsu. Was, was, uh, was uh, promoted in the game. Made a cameo in the game. So... With people saying that Death Stranding got so many nominees because of Jeff Keighley, we've already addressed that. But the real controversy is that Famitsu is part of the people that nominate the games. Now, granted, they are only one outlet out of 80, but they also made a cameo in the game. So, let's talk about Death Stranding. Do you honestly think, with everything I just said, which I you could call complete bullshit on, and I, I will accept it. But do you honestly think because Jeff Keighley and Hideo Jima's relationship is why Death Stranding got so many nominations? No. Yield, we'll start with you. Wait, say that again because I was looking at something. I said, I just read to you how the nominees are picked. I told you how the nominees are picked. Yeah. Do you honestly think because of Jeff Keighley and Hideo Kojima's relationship, that's why Death Stranding got so many nominations? Okay, well, if they have nothing to do with it, I would say no. I would say that a lot of I still believe the it's it's the hot freshness. 
Well, we talk about that every year. We, with, we, uh, we talk about that every year. That if your game comes out later in the year, you're going to get more buzz than a game that came out the first of the year. Just like Horizon got snubbed the year it came out, which still well, boggles my mind. But well, Horizon got snubbed for that fake ass Zelda game, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And Kali hates Horizon, by the way. I guess well, I'm, call, I'm calling you out, Kali. I, I am. I feel that a lot of Sony games. I mean, Sony has some beautiful fucking graphics. And I love them to death. I love the graphics. And some of their storylines are amazing. And I bet the Horizon Zero Dawn is a great storyline. But the gameplay is just so boring that I can't get past that. Mm. Alright, so well, let's fair. get back on topic. I, I just wanted to call Kalai out because I like to call her out when she makes like these uh, hot takes. All right, I do, and I had a nice, intelligible answer for you. You're very surprised. You don't have to take this. <laughs> she, she did. No, no, I'm- it wasn't just because I don't like it. It was a. I can't. No, I, I can't mean, argue with that. If you don't like the gameplay, you're not going to like the game. I, I've I've never said that. Well, I've said Kalai is wrong, <laughs> but I've but I've never said that Kalai doesn't back up her opinions. That's true. All right, so get back to the the thing. Uh, so you don't think that their relationship had anything to do with the nominees? Well, you not, think it's just well, the new hotness? I mean, I mean, not since. He has nothing to do with it whatsoever. Then no. All right, Kalai. No, I don't think he has anything to do with it. I think everybody drank the Sony Kool Aid and thinks the game and or or the the Hideo Kojima Kool Aid, I should say, and is like, okay, we should totally vote for this. All right, now <laughs> to be fair, I you know I'm the one, only one out of the three of us that has actually played that. Yes. Stranded. But, okay, so wait, so l- l- let me go back and pull this up. Are we talking just, it got that many nominations, or are we talking about, like, Game of the Year? Well, the the fact that they're saying that, they got, th- th- I, think, I think they said they got uh, eight or nine nominations. They're, they're on, like, everything. Okay, so, you're the only one who has played this game. Correct. So, in your opinion... Having having been the only one that played this game, do you feel that it deserves that many nominations? Uh, all right, let's let's go back real quick. I'm just gonna not really go in depth, but just go over the categories that it's nominated in. Uh, so I'm gonna have to look real quick. Uh, it is nominated for best action adventure game. It is nominated for. Uh, uh, let's see. Best performance, which I've already spoken on. Um, so, it that, is so, nominated- so that's one category you say no. Right. Now, if you want to talk about best performance of all the actors in the game, then I would say then no. that could be a nominee. No, see, and now this is just my two cents. Okay. Best performance in the game. To me, is the person that was the best performance in a game, all the games, that I don't care if you're talking an independent game all the way to your big budget games. Right. This man or woman was the best at what they did. That okay. That's how I feel. It's, it's, it's just like any movie awards. You feel that person was the best at what they did in that particular role. I, and, and, and I agree with you a thousand percent. And that's what I'm saying. If we're judging performance of the games, I would say the entire cast 
could qualify for best performance. But individually, as far as I've played so far, which is uh, according to the excuse me, according to the game, I'm halfway through. There's not enough of performance between Norman Reedus and Mads Mikkelsen for me to personally say they had a good performance. Okay. What they've done is good, but if we're dominating for best performance, I don't think that they've done enough to qualify. So and what you're saying, to, to maybe clarify, is that you're more like they would be a supporting well, no, no, they're they're main characters. They just haven't but had a I'm, main enough essence right, in the because, game, presence in the game. That's the word. Okay, I'm for. without spoiling anything, obviously, because you guys know that it's a uh, a UPS simulator, as for argument's sake. That's what I'm hearing. When you go and you deliver a package, which could be a person, <sighs> yeah, or pizza, or, p- or pizza, um, you show up, and the person you are delivering to basically. Gives you a speech. Four there's score a, and th- seven corpses ago. There, there's not a lot of conversation between Norman Reedus. Even when you're getting your story missions, there's not a lot of back and forth between Norman Reedus and the other character. Boy, he made a lot of money for nothing then, didn't he? What I've seen Mads Mickelson in, uh, he's had little... I don't want to say cameos, but I guess that's the best way to explain it. Every time you leave your personal thing and you hook your BB up, there's always a flashback that involves Mads Mikkelsen's character. So there hasn't really been that much of a performance. But what they've done has been great, but they haven't done enough where I would warrant them saying they had the best performance in a game. All right, so the next thing, uh, best audio design. Absolutely believe they should be nominated, as I said that already. Best uh, best score in music, also notified. Best art direction, definitely should be nominated because it looks beautiful. Best narrative, we already spoke on that. Uh, I, I love Kojima, you know that. I'm a big Metal Gear guy, but... You have to understand Kojima to really get the narrative. So I would say that this probably should not have been nominated. Best game direction, Death Stranding. Yeah, I, I would say that it's good. The The game direction is going good. And does all that tally up to be nominated for Game of the Year? I would say yes. But do I think it's going to win? No, I think, I think uh, Smash Brothers is going to win. And and that's just my personal experience of the 50% of the game I've played so far. All right. So unless we have anything else to say, we're going to move on to our topic of the week. Moving on. Okay. She's got something. Are we not doing the reason I'm on this podcast? Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? I apologize. I I was still in the mind frame waiting for Alex. Alex texted me while we were going through the nominees and saying that uh, he was not going to be able to make it. Actually, he called me, but... All right, so, Kalai, you remember the conversation we had last week, and just for fresh for our listeners, we had an article. Um, let me see if I can bring it up real quick, just for point of reference. But basically, the narrative of the article was saying that the PlayStation 5 is going to be more powerful than a 2070... 
uh, Super. And that brought out questions because uh, Alex was a big proponent of saying, why are we comparing a graphics card that's, one, already outdated and will be really outdated in a year's time? Um, as I said on the Push to Plat podcast, I kind of got flustered with his argument because he's not wrong in what he said. But the point of the conversation was to say that while a 2070 Super at this point costs $700 alone, we're going to be getting it in a, something more powerful than that in a console that's average, that's going to have more features, including disk drives and other stuff. And that was what the point of the article. But as I was told several times by several people, I was not accurately describing it. So, Kalai being a PC gamer, I invited her on the show to set the record straight. Kalai, the floor is yours. Okay, so the new Superline just came out. So, no, it's not going to be obsolete in a year. That's absolutely wrong. This is a great... What, they, what, what NVIDIA did was great. NVIDIA came up with like the 1080 line, the 1070, the 1060... And the 1080 Ti, which was the most powerful graphics card on the market. The problem was, is that it shot up in price because it was was being bought out horrendously because of the bit market. People were actually buying two 1080 Ti's, driving the price up so they could mine bit market. So, in an attempt to stop that, GeForce went out and started creating the next line, which is the 20, the 2060 line. 2060, 2070. 2080, and the 2080 Ti. The 2080 Ti being the most powerful. Well, AMD announced their new Radeon line and their new line of mid-range graphics cards, which put pressure, of course, on NVIDIA to do the same thing. So NVIDIA came up with the Supers. They're a little bit better than their counterparts in the lower, but of course they're not as good as the Ti. Because I was actually looking at getting a 2080 Super when I was building my computer, but wound up going with the 2080 Ti now. Okay, can I, I just want to pause you for one second. Yield? Yes. Do you still know what she's talking about yet? Not really, but I'm following along. Okay, I just didn't want to lose you. That, 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 I just wanted to check in with you, sir. Kalai, please keep going. Right, so now I gave him an idea of where the 2070s are. Now, here's the important part. See... People are coming out and saying that the PS5 is going to be more powerful than a computer. Because this comes down to the Xbox versus PlayStation versus, versus PC Master Race. Of course, the PC Master Race is always going to be better. And the other thing with the PC Master Races is that we get everything first. So we are testing the 2070 Supers. We are creating the next generation that will go into the PlayStation. The 2070 Super, looking at those benchmarks, I'm hoping that the PS5 will be more powerful than that. Because right now, if you put a 2070 Super into a PC and you stick it on a 4K TV, it can't necessarily render 4K graphics at 60 frames per second. It's going to cap you at 30. The new systems better be damn near close to 60. Because that's going to affect the look of the game. Now, 
it's not as important. The 2070 Super isn't as important. That 4K isn't as important for computers because we run monitors. And most monitors, people don't buy 4K monitors. I happen to run a 3K monitor, so my system can't even do 4K. But I do take advantage of the frame rate. I have an ultra-wide, so I have more space to see. So looking at those benchmarks for the 2070 Super, that's going to tell you how powerful the, the new PlayStation 5 is going to be. And in fact, I'm surprised Tricky didn't bring this article up that just came out today, that right now they're saying the PS5 is actually going to be more powerful than the Xbox, the new system. Well, I actually did not see that article. I, I Yeah, I saw that today. I was like, what? Wow, really? It's going to supposedly have more teraflops, which will help so, render your graphics. So my question to you, Kalai, and yield unless you want to ask a question or you, if you're not totally confused. Right well, now. I mean, it, it, it's a lot of computer speak that I don't get. I think what Alex and I was trying to say was, and I told you when, when you and I were talking about it. Right. Was that I, I get what they were trying to do with the article, but it felt like to me, maybe I was, maybe I didn't hear it right when you explained it. It seemed like, well, I mean, it, it shouldn't be, it seemed like it. they were, they were comparing the five now to this top end computer. And to what Alex and I were saying, well, I read more Alex, but I was agreeing with him is that in a year, that computer would be obsolete. Now, Kali is saying that it really won't be because it just came out. That's correct. But yes. see, well, but, but Alex okay. and I are always under, and I, I, I'll, we're under the impression that always there's always a new computer coming out in the next year. So if if that is the case, because we didn't know that, then that's really a lot better than what it, what, what we were saying. But we were going under the impression that. In, in the next year, when the 5 comes out, there will be already another computer way better than this, even though this is really good, you know, it's going to be way outdated by then. That's what we were, that was essentially we, that was kind of his argument, and I'm hoping I'm framing it right for him. All right, my, see, my thing uh, that I, the reason I agree with what Alex is saying but it's also the reason why I disagree with what Alex was saying. Okay. With a computer. Uh, well, like, yeah, okay. With a desktop, not so much a laptop. And I think Kawhi can back this up. You can change out the parts as needed. Well, yeah, you can change out your graphics card, your hard drive. So, or not, should I just say hard drive, but. Well, so right now, the amount, the, the, the desktop that I bought. In a year's time, if I chose to, I could upgrade it to the next video card, the next sound card, the next motherboard, whatever yeah. I need to upgrade it to. The problem with the consoles is the consoles... You just do hard drives. Are, they are set in their ways, and then they go into mass production, where a PC desktop is designed to be interchangeable parts. Yes. So, where I agree with Alex's argument is saying that right now, the PlayStation 5 is more powerful than a 2070 Super. And then he says, well, in a year's time, we're going to have, and I'm not saying this for fact, I'm just throwing this out an example. You'll have an we're gonna have the We're going to have the, tw the, the, the 3070 Supers. And then it's going to be extremely obsolete. Which... 
I don't know that that would happen, but the the problem is is that when the console comes out, no matter when it comes out, it's already obsolete compared to a, a high end computer. But that doesn't mean it's shitty. It's just what I was arguing with you and on the phone and on the show was is saying that that article last week was not designed uh, one was not reported by Sony. This is PC game PC mag reporting this. This is their opinions. So this isn't a press release that Sony put out saying, hey, look how powerful our system is. That's one thing to really make sure we understand. The second point is, is it's not, that article was not designed to say, hey, look how powerful this is. This is saying, we, we need you to understand where the PlayStation 5 is sitting. And that is for the people that are hungry for the news, but it's not for you yield. No, no, it's like, not. It's not for us because I agree with Alex in the sense that if you want to ooh me, this is what a show me the game. Well, not not just that, but this is what a four does, and this is what the five is doing. Like you know, your your load time on a four is ten seconds. With a five, it's two. You know, stuff like that would make me go, "Oh wow, that is a lot better." Right, and see, in a roundabout way, that's what that article was saying to you. I know, I just don't speak that language. Right. Could I, uh, did I say anything that you need to correct? There is one thing that I want to inform Yield on. Because you keep saying high-end computers. Because 10, 15 years ago, that's what we did. We built high-end computers. We're in an age that you don't need to, to spend the amount of money that I spent on a computer. I spent $3,500 on my computer because I wanted RGB, I wanted a 2080 Ti, I put an i7-9K into my computer, 9 cores, 7 series. You don't need to spend that kind of money to get the next-gen system. And on top of that, it's going to last longer than the PlayStation. Let's look at the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 then came out with the PlayStation Pro. So everybody had to trade in. So we're getting to a point with with now even with your systems, that those systems, they want you to upgrade to the newest system. So with, with a computer, you can spend $1,500 and get a very good computer that will run games just like it's next gen and will last you five, six, seven years if you take care of it. That you don't actually have to replace. But to a console, uh, just to play devil's advocate here, to a console gamer, I'd rather spend $400 on the next iteration from the PlayStation 4 to the Pro than spend $700 just on a graphics card. But you've... Okay, so the first system was what? $300? The second one's $400? You've just spent a graphics card. Plus, with PC, you're getting a lot more games because they're not... You, you can get a game almost at this point on PC. I think Sony's the only one that doesn't put their exclusives on PC at this point. And even that, well, they're starting to bring their, their, their uh, some of their exclusives to PC. Well, t- to be fair, like you mentioned earlier, Death Stranding is not owned by Sony. That's correct. Oh, that's true. Because so, Kojima Productions is still an independent studio. That's correct, but like some of these, some of these games, instead of me having to spend, okay, so now you've spent seven hundred dollars on two Playstations, 
add in the two fact that you buy, I bought two, I think I bought three Xbox Ones, because I went from the Xbox to the Xbox S to the Xbox One X. At that point, I'm at a computer. All right. Uh, you'll, do you have any final? No. Nope. Uh, all right. Let's get into our topic of the week. This is article is coming from IGN. I'm going to read the whole article, so I please ask you to go there and give this a click, because otherwise, you know, I feel bad. And you you should feel, feel bad. bad. The article is coming from IGN, and it is written by Brian Barnett. Uh, the article is, Ex-Sony Executive, Sony and Nintendo's early 90s Fallout was the best thing to happen to the game industry. True. Now, for, for anybody that doesn't know, there was a time when Nintendo and Sony were developing a console together. They had a big falling out, and that is what led to the Super Nintendo and the first PlayStation. So... Let me read the article. Uh, it goes, according to ex-Sony executive Phil Harrison, the Sony Ninten Nintendo falling out over the joint Super Nintendo project in the early 90s might have been the best thing to happen to the video game industry. In this month's episode of IGN Unfiltered, Ryan McCaffrey sat down with former PlayStation executive and current Google VP Phil Harrison to talk about the infamous split as well as Harrison's time at Sony, Microsoft, Google, and much more. Man, he's a... Uh, a, a gaming whore working out all the major consoles. Well, I don't know about Google. That yeah, that that you know, that that's my editorial. Sorry. Get back to the article. Harrison began prov providing a short history lesson for those unfamiliar with the deal. Quote: The vision, the plan was Sony would make a combined unit, which was a Super Nintendo and a CD drive mixed together. Sony had already made the sound chip for the Super Nintendo, so that was the thing that created the relationship. In fact, Mr. Kugarati who founded PlayStation, was the engineer responsible for the sound chips, so that was kind of the thread in history. So then Nintendo would make a standalone drive with, with supply components by Sony. Then, at the very last minute, for a very complex business reasons, the project was abandoned, and it was quite embarrassing for Sony at the time. The team at Sony was given permission to go ahead and build a competing, a competing platform, so I joined right after the perfect time, and it wasn't planned, it was complete luck. Uh, that's the end quote. When asked about the abandoned project was the best thing that could have happened to Harrison's career, he responded, quote, yes, almost certainly, because actually more importantly than my career, I think actually it was the best thing that ever happened for the industry because it stimulated a huge amount of creativity and innovation at the develop level and the publisher level and the economic level. It transitioned an industry that was do doing great but wasn't going to become a mass market business. And the decision to add a disk drive puts so much value back into the development community. Some of the project I was involved in Minds Mindscape, the physical cartridge unit cost $15 a unit. But if you make a mistake ordering too many, you're dead. If you order too few, it took too long to replenish supply. You can never get it right. You were always doomed one way or another. So it was very, very expensive and an unpleasant business to be in. That is basically the article. Again, go give it a click on IGN. So I'm going to open the floor to you first, Yield. Okay. I mean, we've heard the stories about what Sony and Nintendo were developing and that it could have been this, you know, the best thing to happen to gaming. Yeah. I agree. Now, I've always argued, as much as I give uh, Microsoft shit, I've always said on this show 
that Microsoft makes the best software, Sony makes the best hardware, and if they ever combined forces, they would kill the market in video games. But then you would run into the problem of not having competition, and we all know the competition breeds creativity. Yes. So, my question to you is, one, knowing how everything worked out is not really an answer to this, but... Do you really believe that it could it is the best thing for gaming or if Sony and and Nintendo had stayed together and built their console do you think it could have been better? Well, you'll never know if it could have been better. I mean, if you look at Sony's track record, you could say, well, absolutely, but we you don't know if we would have gotten the games that we would have gotten. I do believe with this statement that it it was better for gaming because now you go and you had, you know, everything was just Nintendo, which, which wasn't, which wasn't a bad thing in the sense that you could get all your games on one console. Cause that's well, what we it, also had. Uh, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but we also did have the, the Sega Mega Drive at the time. No, which led no, into the Genesis. no one played Sega. Okay. So, fair enough. So every, <laughs> every day was on Nintendo. Well, I mean, come on, seriously. By that, by that point, Sega was not really relevant to Nintendo. When the first Sega, when the first Sega came out, they the were, Mega Drive. They they were kind of taking some stuff away, some momentum away from Nintendo. But when the Super came out, and then Sega, all Sega had was really Sonic. It, 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 it yeah. It just no one was playing Sega. They had Altered Beast. No one was playing Sega. <laughs> so, believe I'm me. Sorry, I cut, I, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. No, believe me. My cousin got a Sega, and the only thing I'd go over to play would be Sonic. The rest of the games, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. So, it brought another it brought another company into it, and then Microsoft. I don't know if they already had plans, or they were like, well, Sony's getting into it. We need to get into it now. All of a sudden, you've got. Three companies competing to where all of a sudden Nintendo had to market. So now everybody's competing for the best console, the best games on their console, and ultimately, you know, we got to benefit from this. But then again, it also, like I said, it, the downside was it sucked because you know Xbox has some games where you're like, man, I'd like to play that. And initially, you, you you could you could own multiple systems. Me now, I just it, it's it's too expensive one way or the other. I'm just all Sony. And you know, we're back in the day with Nintendo. You could buy all the games you wanted to because everything was developed for just this system. But for the competition and where we've moved games to, and all these people can be creative in their own, you know, whether I just want to do Nintendo games or Sony or. Um, my game's going to be on all the platforms. There's just it. It was better for the industry. It really was. All right, Kalai. I think it was a. Um, I think it was the best thing to happen because Sony uh, really opened the door for Xbox, and now we have a very competitive market. That's that has just been great for the entire industry as a whole. So, because Sony broke off from Nintendo and decided to start doing the next generation and better graphics, and of course, 
with Sony, uh, they're also bringing a lot of the JRPGs and Japanese games over here. That opened the door for Microsoft, and Microsoft was like, well, we can do that, but we can do better. So they really revolutionized with the 360, and going forward, we're both both Xbox and uh, PlayStation are playing off each other. One gets an idea, the other one's like, well, we gotta figure out how to copy that. And, I mean, look at Game Pass, PlayStation Now, the controller we talked about earlier on the show. It's just, it's all stemming from this parting of ways. I mean, part of me, I, I, th I think it was the best thing for gaming. And as much as it, it pains me to agree with Phil Harrison on anything. Um, yeah, I think it was the best. But I can't help but think of Sony technology, Sony hardware. Like, would with, the Switch... With, with Nintendo's backing? Right. Could Could the Switch have... Well, we wouldn't be at the Switch. Well, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find the words here. Okay. Because I, 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 I think Nintendo would be far ahead than the Switch. Well, well, that, that's my, that's what I'm trying to get at. It was like saying, a lot of people were saying that the Vita basically died because it was getting killed by the 3DS. Well, it, it wasn't just that. Sony wasn't supporting it. Well, that's what that's. They're, That's they, part they, of the argument they, they is that Sony gave up on it because it was getting killed by the 3DS. Well, that could be. They, they, to, my humble opinion, Sony didn't go out and find developers who wanted to develop for the Vita. Sony, Sony wanted, and and the fans are as much to blame. They would have a really good game on the Vita. Well, I want to play this on my console. Oh, okay. So then they'd make it so you could play it on your console, or vice versa. Oh, this is a really fun game. I'd like to play it on the go. And the Vita just turned into a, a console on the go instead of just being its indiv individual system. Well, that that that's kind of what I'm trying to get at, is saying that if they had stayed together with the Vita... Have been the it, Switch... The, Right, with the Switch being the graphics of the Vita, you know, the 4K, the HD, all that stuff. And I'm not saying the Switch it, isn't HD. You know, I'm just saying, would the Switch have been the Vita, but a, like a, 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 a demon spawn of the two that made it the best handhold, handheld we could ever fucking imagine? I, you, I could see that. Because I mean, all of us that have a Vita will say that that's a pretty damn powerful console or handheld. Sorry. Well, that that's never been debated. No, yeah, but they just Sony just like they do all their handhelds. They just oh, this is really awesome, and then six months later, oh well, never mind. A lot of things killed the Vita. It's it's more what Sony did than anything else. I don't think it was the 3ds because. The 3DS, I'm sorry, I should say the 3DS contributed to it because to the nice part about the Vita is you can download games. However, proprietary memory, that only goes up to 64-like 64, 64 gigs, and right, it's but, godly but, expensive. Uh, all right, but that that's what I'm talking about is Sony wouldn't have done the, private, uh, the, the, the memory cards because they would have had the Sony money where I think the memory cards for the Vita 
was a cash grab. Like, that was Sony's way of trying to make a little extra cash. And if they had the Nintendo money, they wouldn't have made that decision. Now, they, obviously, they this is all... Nintendo spe- money to do that? Ho- hold on. L- listen to what I'm... Because you guys keep... I'm trying to make sure that like, I, I'm saying what I want to say. And you guys keep picking apart, like, the little things I'm saying here. I'm saying the Demon Hell Spawn of what the Switch is and the Vita, I think decisions would have been made differently. I don't think there would have been special memory cards for the two. They would have done what the Switch did. Go go out and buy a, a micro SD card. The games would have been the the graphics quality, HD, possibly 4K, whatever the hell, you know. I, I just think, I, I can't help but think of what would have happened if there was never the split. Like, would we still get games like The Last of Us, God of War, Infamous? Well, probably not. I think we would have, yes, because I think the split would have come. Because you think that even if they came out with the the Sony, Nintendo, Super Nintendo, at some point they would have split anyway? Yes, because you got to remember something in the, in the Nintendo history. Nintendo's Wii and Wii U failed... Because they went on this uh, moralist, like, moral high note that all these games got to be kid-friendly. So they restricted a lot of their games. So people were buying their system because of the other games. Look at the Switch. The Switch is now letting everything on there. So Okay, I, I got to cut you off because I, I don't think you could say the Wii was not successful. It is in the top five most sold gaming consoles. Now, granted, that was probably to nursing homes and stuff like that. With all yes, the, that's the family-friendly, yes. Right. But, yes. But to say that the Wii was not successful, I don't think is a fair statement. Well, I'm saying that they use that as a moral platform. Like, if you notice, like, all they did restrict a lot of developers because of, you know, uh, the maturity level. So just imagine Sony and uh, Nintendo going at it over morality in games. We can't have this. We have to censor this. So I think eventually the split would have come. I I, I mean, that's a fair point. I mean, I, you, you, yeah, I, 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 I can't disagree with that. Like, that, I think that... I'm stumbling over my words here now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I, I do believe the split would have happened, but just what if they never split? You know, I, I think Nintendo would have op- would have broadened the horizons to what you're saying. Maybe not have made that the the kid friendly thing, but you know, we we see signs of them now going against the kid friendly thing. I mean, they got Doom on the Switch. They they're opening, you know, their games up to the Xbox. I mean, the the long-standing rumor is that there's going to be uh, Xbox Game Pass on the Switch. So I mean, I mean, like the other thing is, is they put stuff like Panty Party, where you get to play a pair right. of panties. Now, right? I mean, and so then I- and then of course, PlayStation is re- is starting to censor all their games. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we we can go on with this. Let's close out the show with some housekeeping. Let's clean this shit up. All right, uh, Yield, I'm going to ask you now. Should we test Kali to see how often she listens? Sure, absolutely. All right, Kali, you're on the hot seat. No looking at the agenda to get the answers. 
ProofGaming.com is Google Surprises Podcast. There's videos, news reports, and generalized help with the site. If you're interested in applying, go to ProofGaming.com, click on the Help Want tab, and fill out the application. I'll get back to you as soon as possible. While you're there, be sure to check out all the articles and know all the videos. Speaking of our videos, they can be found on YouTube by doing a search for Official Proven Gamer. You can also catch me streaming at twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer. Am I going way too fast with this and everybody can understand what the hell I'm saying? No, you're good. Keep going. Probably. <laughs> Thank you. I try to do this as quick as possible. Because uh, we, we know that people, some people don't listen to this part. Uh, so some changes will be made in the upcoming episodes so people can actually hear the housekeeping. For the people that shut it off when you hear, oh, let's clean this shit up. If you want to get a hold of us, there are several ways to get a hold of us. The first one is our phone number. Kalai, what's the phone number? Uh, Eyes up. 330-PROVEN-9. That's 330-776-8369. She cheated and looked at the agenda. I'm sorry, it's not cheating. If you're going to put the work into doing the agenda, I feel as one of your podcasters, I should read and look at all the articles to make sure that I'm up to date. So when you do ask me questions, that I do have in front of me and I can actually follow along and help you out. All right, with that being said, yield your fire, Kalai, you're hired. That, that, hey! <laughs> <laughs> she makes a valid point. She does make a valid point, but like Alex says, if you're going to read everything, I don't have to. But I don't read everything. You like, read, you per, read like ninety nine point nine percent of it. Now, perfect example. There was an article I wanted to put in today's agenda. Yeah. That literally was just you have to watch a video. Oh, I would have watched and I, it. And I said I'm not putting it in the agenda because Yield's not watching this video. Oh, how long of a video was it? Twenty two minutes. Well, see, no, because I would have shown up, loaded the. You would have had to have given me some notice. That, that's what I'm saying. If you'd, if you'd have been like, hey, I'm putting this video in there, you need to watch it by Sunday, I probably would have watched it. All right, back to the agenda. Anyway, back to the housekeeping. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at the uh, Troy Memorial email, trophyhorse at provinggamer.com. That's tro- trophyhorse at provinggamer.com. I almost said Troy at provinggamer.com. But you can send him an email too, there, too. His, his email is still active. Uh, you want to get a hold of us? There are several ways to get a hold of us on Twitter. There's the site, Proofy Gamer, the show, Trophy Horse. Why, Kalai? Uh, why what? Because she won't let us say our name. (laughs) See, she fell for it, Yield. We're not into the communities yet. I didn't know the new guy's name. Come on. Sony's going through people like, uh, like a bartender through alcohol. Like, Right, but we don't do that until we talk about the PlayStation 4 communities. We're talking about Twitter. Why are we called Trophy Horse on Twitter? Because we're Trophy Horse. <laughs> I got you. I tripped her up, Yield. Got her. I was paying attention. I was very confused when you said that because I heard Twitter. <laughs> you contact me at Tricky Mick. Contact Yield and I Yield to Noah. Contact Alex at Saunders Rex. Contact Steven at Batchild27. And you can contact Kalai at... Kalai21, K-A-L-A-I, the number 21. All right, we haven't done this in a while, but we have to do our PSN IDs. I am Tricky Mick, T-R-I-C-K-Y-M-I-C. Yield is... I yield to no one. Spell oh, you would like me to spell it out? Spell it out. I-Y-I-E-L-D, the number two, N-O, the number one. Yield, uh, yield. Uh, Steven is Batchild27. That's Bat, B-A-T-C-H-I-L-D, two, seven. Uh, Alex is Race Havoc. That's R-A-I-S-E-H-O-A-V-O-K. It's so weird when you try and actually spell out the words. And Kalai, what are you? 
If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Steam at Kali21. That's K-A-L-A-I, the number 21. We're talking PSN IDs. You can find me on Xbox at Miley21. Why did I do this, (laughs) You can find me on PlayStation at Miley1978. And if you'd like my friend code, you can get in touch with me via Twitter or, of course, the Game Stuff Podcast <laughs> Facebook. Sp- spell out Miley for the for the M A I L E, the number twenty one, or M A I L E, nineteen seventy eight. There you go. Ah, uh, why did I do that? I knew she was going to try us to do her. <sighs> if you listen to this podcast, we greatly you appreciate it. him off his game. No, I'm just frustrated because uh, I knew she was going to do it, and I still let her do it. If you listen to this podcast, we appreciate it. But be sure to go listen to our other podcast, PG Spoilers, because that's the only other podcast we have on the network. <laughs> Ouch! We're making well, a comeback. To, to be fair, I'm not lying. They haven't released an episode in over a month. Oh, no, well. because with all of the actual, uh, with everything going on with, unfortunately, the Proving Gamer site... We've been having problems, but we are coming back stronger than ever. Yeah, it, it is my fault. I, well, not it's really all, my fault. It's GoDaddy's tr- fault. If you know anything, it's always Tricky's fault. No, it, it's actually GoDaddy's fault, and I'm still trying to fix all their errors. Uh, yeah, but go listen to Game Stuff. All the podcasts, every single podcast on the Proving Gamer Network can now be heard on Apple Podcasts. Follow me, iTunes. Stitcher, your various podcast applications on your smart devices, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and you can listen to Proven Gamer on Pandora. Or, excuse me, Trophy Wars on Pandora. Wait, Woo-hoo! I'm on. Wait, I thought I was only on Spotify. I don't think I made iHeartRadio yet. I did that to surprise you. You're on oh, iHeartRadio. Okay, we're on iHeartRadio. Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tricky, for all your hard work. Good job. Thank you, Chicky. You want a pat on the back for that? Do I want what? A pat on the back for that. Yes. Because you're not getting one. You're not not Alice. You can't rock me like that. Yes, I can. Because he's not here. Someone has to. Uh, PlayStation 4 communities. There is the one for the site, Proving Gamer. Uh, There is one for the show called T-Dell's Brothel. That's because Jim Ryan... Is that the new president? I don't know. Because it's Sony is now actually uh, censoring everything, including the podcast that we're on. Yes. <laughs> uh, the Platinum Guild, which Yield forgot his shout-outs again. I did. So, you know what, Yield? Since we're not going to do a show next year, I next have, week? I have two weeks to get it ready. No. You're going to do it, and we're going to release that on Thanksgiving so we can show how thankful people are. For all the platinums they earned. You know, I could probably make that work between Monday and Wednesday. Make it happen. Okay, I will make it happen. That is it for our sh- uh, housekeeping, but we do have some sponsors. All right, Kalai. Hot seat's yours. Oh, this what? is easy. I do this all the time. Tell us about Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a lovely little site that allows you to go buy video games and help out our charity, Extra Life. So you just follow the link in Tricky's show notes or in the Game Stuff podcast show notes because you should totally listen to our show (laughs) and follow that over to get all kinds of great deals on PC games because PC Master Race. 
Switch games you can get over there as well. I, 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 I take it back. You're fired. Yield, you're rehired. <laughs> I didn't take long. <laughs> we're going to talk We're gonna talk about something now because now I'm in demand. No, you, you're not in demand. You, were never, you never really left. Okay. Because I fired you, but I rehired you before you actually cleared out your desk. Damn. All right. Uh, Gil, tell us about Extra Life. Extra Life is a 24-hour gaming charity event. Technically, it's 25 hours because we've always done it for the last several years on when Daylight Savings ends. Anyway, you go to extra-life.org. You sign up for a team. You Well, you don't have to sign up. You sign up. You can sign up to play solo. You can sign up for a team. Proven Gamer has a team. We would like to have you. Or you can create your own team. And then what you do from there is you pick a children's miracle network hospital of your choosing. And then you go out and you get family, friends, neighbors, co-workers, complete strangers. You get them to donate monies to you. And 100% of those monies goes directly to the Children's Miracle Network Hospital of your choosing. So, you get to play video games for 25 hours, and you get to help kids and their family. It's a win-win. And, Yield, how much money have we raised this year so far? I believe we're over $13 million. We are over $13 million. It's a new record. Um, I have to say that I am incredibly honored to be a part of Extra Life. I am incredibly honored to be a part of the Extra Life stream team. Um, I will be streaming more with Extra Life, and those links will be going up in our pages, in our socials, and if Kawhi doesn't delete them in the GameStop podcast group. I don't. It's for the kids. I, I, I'm not I, that much of an asshole. What are you taking for know, here? <laughs> I know that. I was just trying to throw you off your game. You're not going to throw me off my game. Oh... Uh, Patreon, patreon.com backslash movie gamer. No matter what tier you decide to support us at, know that it helps keep the lights on. There are new tiers up there. There are going to be more new tiers coming up there. There are going to be gifts. Um, the one thing that I really want to do for our listeners and for the staff is I want to put out the Proving Gamer app in which you're going to be able to get all the podcasts, all the links, all the articles, all the videos, everything in one spot and... Best of all, the app will be 100% F-R-E-E free. So, that's my next goal. If you guys could hop over to the Patreon and uh, donate at whatever tier, know that it helps keep the lights on and keeps these podcasts going because we have to pay for this big-ass expensive mansion that we just moved into. I'm still waiting for the address so I can show up. Oh, that it's in the mail. It's in the mail? Okay. My, my, my key's in the mail? All right, awesome. No, no, no. The address is in the mail. Oh, the address is in the mail. Okay, thanks. The, the, your key is under the mat. Ah, okay. All right, thanks. Uh, if you couldn't would each and every time you shop on Amazon, stop by Proving Gamer first. Click on any Amazon link and continue to normal shopping. It doesn't cost you anything extra and does help out the site tremendously. If you are Amazon Prime, like Kali, you are also Twitch Prime. And if you link the two together, you can come over to our Twitch page, which is twitch.tv backslash Proven Gamer, and give us a free $5 subscription. And I want to personally give Kalai a shout-out, because every month I have to remind her, and she t- hates it, but she goes home, hops, turns on her computer, and hits that like or subscribe button. So thank you, Kalai. You're very welcome, but can I add a caveat to that? Oh, here we go. 
on top of being an Amazon Prime and Twitch Prime, by being by having that Amazon Prime as part of your Twitch, you're getting free games through the Twitch app. So if you're a PC gamer, go check those apps out. You are getting free stuff, free things for Fortnite. I mean, they're giving out all kinds of crap over there. Yes, to be fair, she's absolutely right. And uh, the reason why I don't mention it on the show is because it is mostly PC games. But there are some perks, like they just recently had uh, perks where uh, for Division 2 and Red Dead Redemption and Rocket League. Where if you were Twitch Prime, you got stuff. And it, uh, because all the accounts are linked together, you could uh, do it on your consoles. But yes, uh, they do give out free games uh, every month and during the month. Um, but like I said, I normally don't mention that because they're mostly PC games. And I know our audience also are PC gamers, but... We are a PlayStation show, so I tend to skip over that. With that being said, let's close. Oh, our Patreon producers, Felicia Steph and CJ Anderson. Uh, speaking of CJ, go listen to me on the Push to Plat podcast. Go listen to the Push to Plat podcast. Kalai listened to the episode, and Kalai still, instead of saying, Hey, Tricky, you did good on this episode. She pointed out the best fact that I fucked up and called it a 1070 Super instead of a 2070 Super. But if you can't take shit from your friends, who can you take shit from? Let's close out the show with some shout-outs. Kalai, go first, please. Absolutely. I would like to give a shout-out to Resonant Daryl, who has a who is level 44. Oh <laughs> coffee trail of the 9,850 pu- trophies and 180 platinums. This is so good <laughs> edited out of the show. All I hear are bleeps. Oh my God! We went. Did he message you, knowing that you were going to be on the show, tell you to do that? I meant I, I messaged him, and in the middle of the show, he messaged me back that yes, he wants me to do a show to his. That's all beeps. That's all I heard. <laughs> Your shoutouts are done. Because I am a loot sis. You you have violated the sanctity of this podcast. <laughs> she has become one of us. No, she's become one of you. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. More I than- told, I told Daryl that if he wants to li- have his trophies read on the show, he needs to get his ass available on Sundays at seven o'clock and show up to record. He goes, "Nah, I can do record on Fridays." Loser. Still forty platters behind me. What up, bitch? <laughs> I also want to give a shout out to Joseph Priestley of the Game Stuff Podcast. No, he doesn't get a shout-out. He hates The Last of Us and good games. I also want to give a shout-out for Tricky for having me on this episode. That, that, that one I will accept. And a shout-out to I Yield for having a wonderful conversation with me and let me teach him about the PC Master Race. Well, I wouldn't, quite go, I wouldn't quite go Master Race, but you're welcome. You do realize that he's basically forgot everything you said at this point. It doesn't matter because I just want to say PC Master Race. May your temperatures be high and your... No, maybe may your frame rates be high and your temperatures low. She's trying to blow out your PC yield. You hear that? <laughs> Whatever. Trying to make trying to make your PC overheat. Hey, you know what? My PlayStation Four has lasted longer than my three. So she's trying to overclock your your GPU. But that sounded dirty. Yeah, that did sound dirty. <laughs> That's why I said yield your shout out, sir. I like to give a shout out to the Pimps and Madam to the Hordum. Thank you for downloading, listening, doing everything that you do with us. Socially and for the show. Shout out for Kalai for being on the show tonight and helping us annoy Tricky. 
Oh, shout out to Tricky for recording. Shout out to Alex. Unfortunately, he couldn't be here to listen to Tricky get annoyed by somebody other than us. <gasps> a shout out to my Bengals, who are now a franchise record 0-11. I believe 0-16 is in our grasp. I truly believe that. We are now going to become one with the Browns and the Buccaneers. Uh, a shout out to the Buckeyes, who are going to the Big Ten title game. Where they'll lose? I, I, I probably not. I, I no. Buck, Buckeyes suck. Michigan Wolverines all the way. You can say that. I no. I don't think it's going to happen. But anyway, you you can. You, you, you're you not going to You're not going to get. Right? You're not going to get under my skin. You, you can get under my brother's skin. You're not going to get under my say, skin. I was going to say. You know what's going to happen now? Is the second your brother hears me say that? Oh, he's, he's going to send him back. He's going to plaster your page with Buckeye stuff. I know that. Anyway, and then, then I'm just going to block him. That, that you, you you have the freedom to do that. See, that's what's great about this country. You have the freedom to block somebody. We like get lost. Anyway. <sighs> Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. Peace out. I'll see you in two weeks. <coughs> uh, I want to give a shout out to Sweet Mama D, who has jumped into the world of Pokemon Sword. And I've lost her. I haven't seen her in three days. Uh, shout out to the goddess who is hiding in my bedroom right now because uh, she's very mad at me with me buying this new PC. <laughs> did you Did you talk to her before you bought it? Yes and no. Yeah, so you were like you were going to buy a new PC, but didn't quite tell her it was... Um, to be fair, we went to the store together, we looked at the PC together, we bought the PC together. And then, with my troubles, I had to go back, found out that the, that line of PCs that I bought was actually uh, nerfed. Uh, and <laughs> Nerfed. <glitched>. Nerfed. <laughs> well, I say nerfed because none of them had... What brand uh, was it? I buy power. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're supposed yes, to be but really good. Apparently, now. with this line of computers, they forgot to install Windows on all their computers. How they do you, How do you forget to install Windows? Apparently, with this line, all four computers they had in stock, none of them had Windows installed in it. Um. So they uh, the the place I bought it from wound up selling me a new. PC, a more expensive one for the same price I paid for it. The only difference is I had to, because the difference in the old one, it had uh, 16 megabytes of memory. This one is 32. I had, or excuse me, the other one had 32. This one only had 16. So I had to pay for the difference in the memory because that was, you know. So I paid a little extra and I didn't tell her I paid the little extra. <laughs> How much was the little extra? Um, well, okay. <laughs> This is going to take a little explanation. The memory was only $50 extra. Okay, that doesn't sound bad. Okay. Um, how, 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 much, how much memory did you get for that 50 bucks? Uh, 16 gigabytes. That seems like a little pricey for just 16 gigs. No, that's, that's actually... That's really... No, okay, that's so see, really that shows you I know nothing about computers. Okay. Um, but with the... I remember last week I told you I ordered parts on Amazon. Yeah, now they were you didn't need them. Well, well, when I went back and got the new PC, because they had to install the the memory, I had them install the PVR, the uh, Elgato into the PC. 
Okay. And they That's a good idea. Well, it was a damn good idea because what I found out is that as they were putting in the Elgato and the memory, they actually had to remove the water cooling in the PC. And I definitely could not have done that. So it was a good, good option. But I wound up getting the PVR card, which is $250 retail. I wound up getting it for 100 yeah. So wait, quick question. Did you go M.2 drive or did you actually go a spinner? You just talk Chinese to me. Well, is she, <laughs> I think she's talking about your... Well, no, I don't know because it doesn't have a CD drive. Never mind. Hold on. No, it's... it's... I'm moving the camera. Okay. That's what I have. Okay, that's not going to tell me if it's got a hard drive in it. What type of hard drive it has? Does your computer make sound when it runs? Then it's got an M.2 drive. Ow, motherfucker! <laughs> I missed it. it. Did he fall? Oh. No, I hit my head on my microphone. Oh, that would have been worth it. Oh, son of a biscuit eater. Fuck you, butt loving. I'm very sorry, Tricky. Oh. I, I hope you're all right. I'm laughing hysterically. No, I'm really laughing too. Right. Just, God bless America. <laughs> all right. Yeah, shout out to the listeners. Somehow we got distracted. I'm going to have to cut all this out of the show now. <laughs> Son of a bitch, it hurts. <sighs> shout out to the listeners. Uh, thank you very much. And there's nothing else. Until next week, happy trophy hunting. And listen to GameStop Podcast. On Spotify and iHeartRadio. The theme song is Venus by the band Even off their album Zenith. Permission granted by the band and 12 Stone Records. You can find them on Facebook by going to www.facebook.com slash evenphilippines.